Gentlemen, welcome back to Let's Make Things Interesting, Palin's podcast where we make things interesting. My name is Evan Rain Day Rainer, Ghost Feather, and this is Nick, high-rise pretty hair, Keo. Actually, I'm not sure how this is going to work because I don't think Nick can see me right now. 
I'm actually stealth. In fact, I can't. Sorry see for the delay, guys. We're going to be getting here in just a short minute. Once Evan, I don't know where he went. Yeah, he'll be here soon. He I can't hope. hear me at all. That's what's crazy. The thing is, Nick, put these on. <laughs> He's normally pretty punctual about this. I mean, it's his pocket. Oh, <laughs> put these on. Fool me once, you Evan. You can't see a thing. Shame on me. <laughs> but fool me twice, guys. I'm so good. I'm actually stealth. You look good in those, by the way. Thanks, dog. Are you guys noticing? We got these super cool flickering Twitch alerts. <laughs> and so if you guys want to follow, if you want to subscribe, if you want to uh, support the podcast, you can do that. You'll see yourself on the screen. And we've, we've got total just – we just got updates on updates, dude. You're and You and I have combined to wear blue shirts at the same time. Yes. We mastermind – we've been playing this for like months now. Yes, many crystals many went cri into the making of this shirt. How many crystals does your outfit cost? More than Leon's rifle. Whoa. That's huge. You're a big yeah. guy. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. It takes sense. a lot of crystal, a lot of fabric. But that, those crystals do a lot of work for that rifle. That basically, two out of the three things she's doing with it are basically all crystal crystal aimed. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Guys, welcome back. The Solar Eclipse was pretty fun yesterday, um, but we are officially kicking this podcast off. It's number six that we've done in this kind of way on Twitch. So everyone watching, thank you guys so much. And uh, if you're listening on iTunes, I definitely encourage you to download it and listen there. Uh, you could do exclamation point podcast, and it'll lead you to the I iTunes link to go ahead uh, and do it. This podcast is also sponsored by Audible. We'll talk a little bit later in a break. Uh, but we're going to get down, and we're going to talk about the ghost feather, OB57. We're going to break down Strix. We're going to look at the cards. We're going to make our picks. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about Reddit. We're going to comb through Reddit if you guys haven't seen that. Some sun-kissed skins I want to talk about. Some guy saying he's going to pay a thousand dollars for that sun kiss eevee skin to get in the game we'll we'll be more we'll be more into that high res did respond by the way i'm not gonna say what they said yet but uh anyways nick how are you doing doing well man got a yeah. chance to play some tricks last night definitely enjoying Ooh. him S Ooh. different vibe than kinesa i didn't lose a whole lot of uh 1v1s against kinesa so i think um i think i'm preferring him a little bit more than uh and Knesset for sniping. Stealth is just so useful for what you need to do. Do you think that's uh, because of the way Strix's weapon is? I mean, it's a great weapon. I like... It just feels so good to hit that shot. It does feel really good to hit that <laughs> shot. Boom! It's got a good shot for sure. And I think he does a little bit better with uh, people in his face. Because you don't have... To, the, the hard part about Knesset is you can win those matchups. But yeah. you have to, like, hit that hard-scoped, fully-charged shot. Whereas Strix, you can just barrel stuff somebody without even scoping in. You actually can. If they're can. that close. If they're that close, you really can. And with crack shot. Well, I mean, that's not going to get into. It's pretty nuts. I got headshot by a crack shot pistol for 423. Did yesterday. you really? Yeah, yeah. That that thing hurts. You can climb up there, dude. Yeah. Um, and so Strix, I mean, he's he's this he's this new champion. We're going to get into him a little bit, guys. But uh, I do want to kind of obviously kick off with, as we always do, what are you, what are you watching? What are you doing? Uh, just Game of Thrones this week. I didn't get a chance to watch any Defiant Ones or Ballers, no Ballers? or Rick and Morty. Ooh. Yeah. Ballers was pretty good. Ballers was pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Rock's keeping it solid. Dwayne holds it down. You know what I will be watching, though, is Stranger Things. I think Ooh. that's starting up, like, Thursday. No. Yeah, I think Get so. out. My brothers told me. No. Wrong. Has to be wrong. <laughs> I'm almost 100% sure. There's no way. That's too soon. It's too soon. Is it? Too soon. I'm going to show you right now. Stranger Things in 66 like days. Yeah, I thought it was no, no, in no. October. Yeah, 66 days. Yep. That's like October. You know why? TV time. I have the app right there. I've been working with these guys. This is actually not a plug. This is just legit. It tells you exactly when the new seasons of all the shows that you watch are coming up. Like Arrow, New Arrow, 51 days. Riverdale, 50 days. My Hero Academia, next episode, 11 days. 
Oh Stranger Things, 66 days. You know, they keep it, they keep it real. Game of Thrones, 9 p.m. in five Sunday. days. Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. So Is that going to be a two-hour season finale? Did they do that? Uh, good question. I think they've done that before, but, I mean, it was, it's been spicy, dude. Okay, so the, the episode before was spicy. Like, not the, not the in-between. I'm talking about episode five. Episode six is whatever, plot point. But episode five was super spicy for, like, a good reason. Episode set, seven or six, whatever it is. There's one more episode, whatever that is. I think there's eight total. Right, seven so episode was... seven was super spicy, but I was, I was kind of scared. I was scared for a lot of things there, and I didn't leave that episode feeling very happy. Not feeling very happy. I thought it was cool. I actually am starting to like uh, our friend the Night King. A little bit. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm a huge. Stab me in the heart. I'm a huge Arthas John fan. John Snow. And he's basically Arthas at you this point, dude. You just John Snowed me. He's got a he's got a freaking frostworm, bro. Okay, that's exactly what I don't want to hear, Nick. That's exactly what I don't want to hear. How could you be on the enemy team? I love him, dude. He's uh. Shut up. He's uh. Okay, he's a good. Talking. He's you know he's the villain, right? But he's a good ass villain, right? What is? How can you be a good ass villain? Extrap- okay. I, I don't understand. I always draw this comparison. Either. My favorite, my favorite villain, uh, I think of all time is Arthas from World of Warcraft. Uh, just By the because way, I don't know anything about Arthas. I mean, what what's his like, basically uh, like good ass Darth Vader, who like doesn't have like any redeeming quality thing at the end. <laughs> he's just like bad. He's like frozen to his core until like the bitter end. Kind of started off the good guy, right? Okay. Anakin, Prince Arthas, he was sure. supposed to be, like, king of the human realm or whatever. And uh, he picked his sword is, like, super cursed and stuff, but right. he, like, took it. He took the power to try and save people he loved was his people versus, like, Anakin did the dark side to try and save Padme type of thing. Right. Um, and it's it's kind of that, right? Except there was no, he didn't help Luke at, at, at his end of days, right? Like, Arthas went down swinging type of uh, bad, good boy gone corrupted. Sort of storyline and right. The Night King never. I don't. I don't assume he was ever a good guy, but uh, he's definitely he's uh, he's cold to the core and Jeez. easy to hate and strong and uh, makes for a good villain, right? You're scared. Yeah, you're scared of him. He's a good villain. You need you need a good antagonist, which is what you call in, in actually writing scripts. There's the protagonist. I've, I've forgotten about the Lannisters, man. I'm all, I'm worried about that guy. Even when they're on screen, I'm just thinking about what's homie doing uh, up north. Well, that's the thing. We got a ticking time bomb up that's, there. That's the thing, like because. Game of Thrones is so well written because there are these there's these layers to to writing where you know the antagonist is your direct uh, counterpart, the protagonist is your Luke, the antagonist is your Darth Vader, but there's a lot of other people along the way that throw things off or throw you for a loop, and those are great stories. Those are called contagonists, contagonists, which basically serve the the role of throwing off the main character and adding difficulty to his journey, yeah. but. Not necessarily your full He's point. Not the end goal. So what's so great about Game of Thrones is that you spend the entire time thinking that the antagonist is not the true antagonist, right? Because the whole story is that right. there's this whole battle in front of us, but the big battle is there. So the antagonist, everyone thinks, are the Lannisters. I mean, this isn't really spoiling. This is just a general overview. Like, I think anyone who's come across Game of Thrones is aware that there is, like, you, you kind of heard of, like, the White Walkers. It's introduced in episode one. Yeah. So you think... That's in front of you, and this whole story overarching to create a lot more depth than I think people realize. It's very funny. In fact, on this podcast, I do want to talk about. Um, I do want to talk about that one. So I'm going to write down that as a note. One thing I have I, a question I was just wondering about is like if they lose against the uh, the army of the dead, uh, do do what? What about like Dorne and stuff that's like across the ocean? Like, are they just like chilling or uh, like Dorne's messed up right now? Gonna make, everybody. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to say anything, but. 
Dorn ain't in the best spot right now. Yeah, yeah. They got a lot of. But is troubles. it like? Is it like? Is it like our world where they just like march back up north, like to Antarctica, and like come down a different way to get to their part of the world? Or in terms is, of the way, is like, is this like Pangea right now in got Game of Thrones? It. Like, yeah. uh, how's the topography like? Connected? I don't know. Maybe it's flat Earth. Maybe Game of Thrones is like flat <laughs> yeah. Earthers. They're just all. It's all connected. There's no roundness. Yeah. It's just. It's a big march. Uh, yeah. And you know, I don't know. It, either way, like I, I think at this point, we've said our dues. We would probably get into spoiling if we said any more crazy episodes. Definitely catch up with it. Uh, but I have a show that I want to talk about. And, you know, your Arthas thing makes me think more and more that you could get into anime one day. I'm not – I don't care if you do or not. <laughs> Why? I'm just saying because you were very intense on that story. You were like you, – you broke it down, man. I mean, I was very simple. And you you told me why you liked him. You were talking about, you know, his, his past, yeah, his yeah. presence, his backstory, his, his motivations. That is something that I think – you know, I, it's a story-driven kind of yeah enjoyment. Right? I, I mean, I love I love a good story. I'm like, there are a lot of games that I'm not in for the story, and I and I don't care. But then there are games that I'm in solely for the story. Exactly. So I could go the same way on TV. And I, I don't like dislike or refuse to watch anime. I just no, no, don't I know. have the time. I think to get into it. Um, by the way, next episode we did find out from uh, our lovely producer in the back that 81 minutes uh, will be the next episode, the finale. So uh, that's oh, wow. an hour and 21 minutes. Nice. Long episode. Basically like an episode and a half. Dope. So I'm excited for that. Um, I've been watching this anime. Very interesting. It's called Parasite. So the idea around it, and I I binge watch all, I mean, there's 26 episodes. So you started a new one? I started a new new one like this weekend, like Friday. Binge watched it. I'm like 22 out of 24 episodes already. And it is essentially about this guy wakes up and these parasites come out from outer space and they – their goal is to take over uh, the head. And they go into your body and try and control your brain to control your whole human function because that's where your nervous system is. Um, but there are a few parasites that miss, and they go into, right. like, uh, like your arm. Like, uh, the guy who's the protagonist, Are they, like, up. microbial? Or are they, like, Microbial, big. like little baby okay. slugs. They go in, but then when they mature, they turn into these crazy uh, parasites that can morph and change and, like, morph into things that stretch miles along and can fight like with insane weapons intel- incredibly intelligent they learn to speak they speak uh it's basically like having another person right another organism and he eats so he eats this guy's arm and he doesn't know it but his arm instead of being an arm is actually a, a parasite so he's like you're basically wanted to kill me but you can't and now she's like yes i know but i'm trying to live uh so i got to keep you alive so I'm not you're really in it, your enemy right now. Oh, he's talking to the parasite? Exactly. So they're having this conversation, and basically he runs into another parasite that is taking over the head, and that thing is just, like, controlling the human body. So that's, like, just a parasite. But they've learned English. They know all this stuff, Japanese. Damn. Anyways, they fight to the death. His parasite wins. And then it's, like, this whole kind of secret sabotage of parasites who have taken over the heads, become stronger, but are laying low. And uh, the cool thing is these parasites know when the, when another one is around, so it gets really intense. Like, yo, there's one of our kind, like, three minutes. They know where to meet up. They, like, we're going to have to fight. He's going to come kill us. So they go to the abandoned alley, and it's oh, like – Oh, so the ones that miss and don't make it to the head, they have to play on the exactly, human side to ex- keep themselves alive? Exactly. But then they also <laughs> start mingling. It, it Like, the parasite becomes a little bit more human. They, the guy becomes a little bit more parasitic. And it's this really interesting kind of conversation about are humans actually – the parasites of the planet. Do humans need to be uh, checked like they've checked every other species in the world? 
um, and consistently overwhelm, you know, the ecosystem and the, and the biology that's existing on the planet. Yeah. It's a super big uh, – is that a host? Did we just get a host? I think so. We did. Who is that? One viewer. Thank you for the host, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, and again, guys, if you want to support, subscribe, uh, follow. Make sure to stay tuned. There's a giveaway with uh, Nick's Twitter as well. And uh, stay in, into that. You can do exclamation point giveaway. But it, it was a really cool show. It strikes me a little bit like Death Note to where it's very story-driven, um, slower paced, everything's really intense, stakes keep raising. Um, it's got those Game of Thrones moments where you're just like, whoa, no, that did not happen. Like, yeah. Game has changed completely. How is this episode going to go? Um, I, I'm not going to spoil that because that's a big thing. But very cool. And so I love fighting animes like that, guys. There it is. You can see it, Nick. That's what it looks like on his hand. So that thing starts fighting. And they fight the guys on the head like that. Mm. And they be- oh, is that the head one? Yeah, man? that's the head one. Damn. Yeah, and they they, they just chop the head. Kind of like Zergy. Yeah, it's almost. nuts. It's pretty nuts. And uh, <laughs> it's 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 a, it's a cool anime, bro. If you haven't seen it, obviously you haven't seen it. I have not, but it's pretty cool. Okay, it's time to st- it's time to talk Strix. So we talked a little bit about him. I want to go through these. I want to go through these cards, dude. That's really what I want to do. There's a ton of abilities. Everyone knows his abilities. Everyone knows he's a stealth character. He's got a flashbang. He's got a uh, he's got a flare. He's got a two weapons. Mm-hmm. But I want to get into the what are these hot cards that are going to be good? Because it has been hard for me to find the right deck and the right loadout that I feel is like this trumps everything. I've been running uh, tactical retreat. Oh, by the way, Christo, thank you for the sub, Woo. Christo eighty seven. You are killing it, man. By the way, guys, if you want to sub with Twitch Prime, it is absolutely free. But that was not a Twitch Prime sub. So, Christo87, welcome to the storm. Thank you for supporting the podcast and the channel. I've been running uh, Tactical Retreat for uh, the 40% move speed while I'm entering Stealth. Because that's something you can almost spam a little bit. You and, went 40%, uh, so level 4 on that. Yeah, I went four four. I went a four four two one one kind of loadout. Okay. So I did uh, Tactical Retreat four, and okay. then I did the move like no move speed slow. I can't I can't find that card right now. Reduce the movement speed. Yeah, relentless. Reduce the movement speed penalty of scope by a hundred percent. Ooh. Um, yeah, that's four. That's your four. Yeah, but I don't I don't that's know how necessary one. it is because it's not. I don't know. I still definitely have to play with that one, but I am liking Tactical Retreat because I am running Nocturnal. Uh, I think that was a legendary I found the most useful. Really? Yeah. So you don't, you're not a crack shot guy right now. I use it a little bit, but I just I'm just running out of stealth juice so much. I agree with that. I agree with that. I was just like I have so much downtime in these fights. It doesn't even matter about this bonus damage. I can't get it off safely. I think. Have you tried him on Jaguar Falls? Have you tried him on Bright Marsh and stuff like that? Because I, uh, I played more... one Timber Mill. I played one Stone Keep. And I played him on Serpent Beach. Okay. I think Nocturnal is going to be actually pretty good for most of those maps that you just mentioned. I think Bright Marsh. I think Jaguar Falls. Um, I even did it on Frog Isle. I'll tell you the thing that about Crack Shot that I like. When that burst appears, like when you get a moment to free fire on a tank after you hit him with that shot, you move in and you just start pistol whipping him. It is nuts. I mean, yeah, you're easily, easily hitting over 300 a shot. Right. And... I mean, look at it. Bop, 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 right? Bop, 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 Like, that's like nine times. I just did 2,700 damage. I think he's got 10 or 12 in his clip, yeah, so he's over 3K. Yeah, so you're really looking at an insane amount of DPS very quickly. Now, the card that you didn't mention that I think is OP, 
heat I love okay and this is uh this is actually I did a video on this so what's really cool about it is it's called um cooled mags and I think this card is gonna be really I do cool. have that at level one level three of cooled mags I figured it out level three uh, essentially is a kind of never reloadish deck right if you optimize it so because every two seconds your inactive weapon generates two four six eight ammo your pistol has 12 ammo so basically every four seconds you get the full clip back now when you're running your normal uh, bolt action rifle it's takes a second to fire each round so by the time you fire four rounds you have three left in the tank and you essentially go back to your pistol it's fully clipped up fire the pistol it takes two seconds to unload the clip of the pistol just about two seconds so by the time you switch back you are at plus six ammo and you uh already have your full uh clip back for your your bolt action sniper it's pretty insane yeah i like that one i think um the pistol reload is quick enough for me the the bolt action reload is very pretty long yeah so i, I i'm thinking that's gonna stay probably a one point wonder for me but there's another one that i didn't try that I think might be good, and it was I can't find it on the sheet, but it's the one where if you have your um, and maybe this is just to help me get it to use the flare more, but while you have your sniper out, it's like shaving cooldown off of your flare constantly. Mm. And the flare is actually it's amazing, pretty damn good. That's <laughs> you know what I'm gonna look at what uh, what Garrett and them said. I sent a I sent a text right. Uh, yeah, the oh, flare is uh, it reveals to everyone. Nuts. I thought it was just you. I could have swore they said that on patch. They did say that, and then he said, based on the way the device is set up, yeah, it would reveal to everybody. Yeah. So that is insane. That is that is Cassie's ultimate, basically, on whatever cooldown that is. Thank you, yeah, John. It's like Ten or twelve. Dude, that's nuts. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. I don't know if that's. I don't know if they're planning on changing that or. I, I think they'll probably what plan the deal? to change it next. I would imagine that they would plan to change it next patch, uh, because of the fact that. That's yeah. not what they were intending, but it may work out to be one of his. I mean, it may work out because it's not global. It's not. Uh, it has kind of the small range, like a line of sight block sort of thing. You have to get it in the room. You can consume it. You can, yeah, you, and it doesn't do that much damage. So uh, it is counterable for all those things. But it is. It's super clutch for winning, uh, dude, for beating like Kinesis and stuff. The best tricks, I think, are going to be the ones who use that flare the right way in casual games. Obviously, the pros are going to use it the right way, but I think. Yeah. When I throw that that flare out and you're trying to win a peak battle, I mean, I mean, how how important are the information? We see people in snipers take a level one, level two reveal cards. I mean, that's we got to try. Uh, I got to try flare XL increase the reveal range of flare by eighty percent at max on a on a on ability that already has a massive reveal range. Like that thing is like you don't really even have to be anywhere near the people you're trying to get at. Yeah, and you can reveal them. That could be pretty nuts. That could be almost like. If you look at like the oppressor mine range, like it already has a nuts range. So when you scale it, it just gets kind of uh, almost novelty level of range. You know, one of the interesting things um, that I'm looking at too is I can't I can't get a feel on roost. I'm gonna, it's just gonna have to play it. Basically, it allows you while stationary in scope to consume 32 percent less stealth resource. If you're not that taking, could be if you're not taking nocturnal, you know that's a third more stealth that you're gonna get if you run that at level four. But if you're taking nocturnal. That's that's a third more stealth you're gonna get with that. I mean, it makes you to be very very stealthy. If you run them both, you're to the point where if you get if you escape, if you can just break uh, stealth like soft reveal range and just sit still in like a corner or something. Yeah, people are going to have to give up looking for you because you're gonna be in stealth for too long. Now, what do you think about white knuckle reducing the sidearm recoil? It's decent. It's not the most 
Um, the recoil in general, I don't think is that bad. Uh, it's 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 almost like uh, Tyra, where if you if you're good at like four or five bursting um, with Tyra, you can keep your recoil under control. Same thing with this right. pistol. If you if you find the sweet spot as in terms of like the fire rate, you can right. keep the recoil basically minimal. I was seeing some decent Strixes. That one guy, his name was like Le something. It wasn't LeBron something. LeBros LeBros. before those, yeah. dude. That guy was actually really good. <laughs> he was running crack shot, and he was name. he was just landing his sniper shots, and then he was taking very careful time to just land, just like pop, pop, You're right. pop. Perfect accuracy, making sure he hits those shots, doing the three to 400 damage every shot from his pistol. He wasn't spamming it. So I think, I don't know. I think uh, I think you can go without that one. But I do have the uh, I do have the one at two that lets you switch quicker. Yeah, that is a good one. But did you know that's only to your sidearm? It's not back to your. It's not back to your. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that to me is like where that card is. I don't need. I, I don't know where you need to yeah. where you need to hot swap from your pistol to your sniper to like save your life type of thing. Yeah, you never really need to hot swap to your pistol to your sniper. I I think that probably makes sense. But there are moments where you feel like it's not going to be to save your life. It's going to be an offensive reason. Like, someone's getting away, and you need to get back to your sniper Maybe, yeah. to finish off. I think that's when that's going to come through. You know, what's really interesting is I haven't seen a lot of the Grizzled come through. I haven't seen the health cards. And I think that's because he's got put a it lot of one. interesting cards. Just so I can be over that 2K. Yeah, that's a smart. That's a that's going to be a good one card, I think. Uh, but still, you know, the 200 health, That's just those are just stats that improve your win percentage, I would think, uh, in general. From a what's 65% of, uh, of 2K? What, 1,200, 1,300, 1250? something like that? 12, something like that. So uh, that one, escape plan entering self below 65% HP heals you for 1 to 400. That could be pretty good if you're running stuff like Nocturnal and you can spam it. Yeah, you're actually right about that. That heal could be nice. Um, I wonder if that's that internal cooldown. Because like, if you get away with like 1 HP. You're right. I think it might. You can just spam it up. I think it might have an internal cooldown. I'm not sure. I think I remember seeing that. Does anybody know? Uh, anyone know if that's an internal cooldown? Let us know in the chat, by the way, guys. Um, and again, thank you so much for supporting. The other one that... 10 second internal cooldown. 10 second, yeah, that's what I thought. All right, so what about Bushwhack? What a name. Bushwhack. Bushwhack. Switching your pistol grants to the lifesteal. Um, I think life's so viable. I kind of hate it in this meta right now, but I, I feel like I've ignored it so much that maybe I'll say... I don't think, I don't think this will save your life. I took it at level... Four just to play with it, I think, in the training range. And I think it was only healing me for, like, 70-something. Mm. So, I don't know. Plus, you're you're probably getting cauterized because people that are pressuring you are going to probably be picking up cauterized. Like the flanks and stuff. Yeah. I mean, with crack shot, <clears throat> you take the lifesteal, you're getting a lot. Getting a lot of bang for your buck. Could be good. I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot of ways to go with Strix, and that's a good thing. It's not uh, super readily apparent, like health and cooldown percent no like a lot of characters kind of have been and i think that's what makes characters so fun and interesting when we can have these kind of conversations and not know the immediate answers and to say yeah that's a viable route oh that's also a viable route i think that's what this game is i mean they've done such a good job ever since even leon and i think genos and now strix have come out every single champion like that i've i've really not had best build this is clearly the yeah. best build on which is great. Leon, for sure. I mean, healers tend to be like... The, Here's the maximal healing. Build. This is my cooldown. This yeah, is this my is my most build. throughput build type of thing. And that's sort of like how a healer has to go because that's their job yeah. in a way. 
but there are a lot of different ways to do damage and stuff like that. Yeah, and he's got well, he's got two astral cycle and um, something else. It's just basically the the amount of time and then the cooldown on the on the heal. But other than that, I find that you know some people like extra range, some people like like the defensive utility, like cosmic barrier. So when you're using your stellar wind, you gain that damage reduction, like we see Maldamba use when he's yeah. getting the healing uh, mining spirits. Some people go for. Um, I mean, I've even seen, like, I don't, I wonder if Space Jam will come up. Maybe they'll find that Space Jam 1 I gets you up a ledge in, like, a, a, a map. You know it what might I mean? be. Uh, it I'd might t- be. I was trolling around with Space Jam 4, granted, in a, in a game with randoms and Onslaught, but I was, like, literally unkillable to them just because I was, I would, I would bounce and just float directly above their head. And you can't look, like, straight, straight up, and you just, like, you, like, <laughs> struggle to, like, find them. And then I ended up living a lot. But, yeah, Garrett did just hit us up. Yeah. With the flare, the deets on the flare. So they are aware that, uh, yes, it is not intended, but that is the case right now. So we will see uh, if we can have a hot fix for that. Um, but that is the case. So for those of you in the Paladins community, if you want to spread that news, uh, the intention of that flare is to be a solo reveal. However, it is currently working as a team reveal. So <laughs> get your reveals while you can, boys yeah. and girls. Get it while it's hot. Um, Guerrilla Tactics. Now, that's one that is interesting. I don't know the amount of stealth resources. I'm assuming it's out of 100. I think it's out of 100. I'm assuming it's out of 100. So if you get an elimination, you get more than half your full stealth back. If you tag a bunch of people as Strix, this could be nice. But I do fail to see a lot of the synergy with... I mean, even at level 1, is 15 stealth resource going to be enough for a level 1 card? I feel like he's got a lot of good cards at level 1, you might say. Uh, 15's not really enough. It here. might be. What's, mean, the, what's the burst of... It's 25 to get ah, in. Ah, so you need you need level... So it almost covers... You need 2. You need level 2. It almost covers that. I think level 2 would be the one that you would have to go for. Because then, then to me, that's a strategy. Like, if I get an elimination, I have the instant burst into stealth. That may save my life for that one moment. Otherwise, I mean, if you're out of stealth, you get 15 stealth elimination, and then you're just... You're still not there. That would... That would hurt me. All right. Interesting stuff. We're almost done here. So you were a big tactical retreat guy. Level four is a lot in that, Nick. I have two. Got to go zoom. And it, it, it helps have... you get out of – it's it's important because if somebody gets on you and you go stealth, you're just going to be within soft reveal range. So it helps you get out of soft reveal range and then break away and be safe. That's okay. why I was taking it. Last one for uh, I think the conversation here is uh, infused – well, actually, trigger control and infused crystals. There's a lot of weapon, like, you can reduce the uh, recoil, and, you, and for trigger control, you can reduce the maximum sidearm inaccuracy by up to 32%. Right. And that's actually... Like, I haven't played with them. I haven't played with those, um, and that's definitely something I would play with before I kind of spoke on, I think. By There's the way, a lot of sidearm stuff, though, to play with this guy. There is, man. I think pistol builds are going to be fun. I'm going <laughs> to have to do, like, a Dare Me video and try and get a, try a full pistol build. Um, the one and only Zog, by the way, is, is giving some love in the chat. He's saying that Gara runs Space Jam 1. Who? Gara. He does. Yeah, runs Space Jam 1. He was the first one I saw do it. So, uh, cool stuff. Um, I like that. And thank you, one and only Zog, as well, for contributing, guys. The best place to be when we go live here. I think we're still getting the exact day, but I, I would ideally like to do this podcast on Mondays. I was telling Nick that. Um, so it's just the start of the week. We get it going, get some Palin's conversations going. Could be a lot of fun. Um, and then the last one, the ammo count. Do you think there's any value in that? I had it level four once. I didn't notice it. 
Um, and then I was like, you know, I don't need. I'm not the biggest ammo count guy. I think I run like, uh, I run ammo on my Hipfire Victor, and I run one ammo on my Cassie. It's just at one point. It's technically DPS, right? I mean, technically, theoretically, that, it it reduces the amount of if you're playing optimally and you're just shooting and shooting and shooting, you're going to do more damage over a period of time than the other who has to reload. Yeah, I think a lot of people realize that's probably not the case. And then there are things like the uh, what the crystal one. However, cooled, cooled mags or whatever. You're right for that type of that type of thing. I very rarely find myself just back to back popping off shots on my sniper. What if you want to run a pistol build and you get the extra four ammo? Sixteen ammo on that pistol now. I've cracked. You could shot. definitely make a pistol build. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't dissuade you from trying that. Nick, you're always trying to dissuade us from the stuff we want to do. Okay. <sighs> That's classic Nick here. I'm just the, the voice of reason. <laughs> the voice of reason. It will never work. Never. <laughs> we have to prove him wrong, guys. Stop dreaming, boy. <laughs> uh, so, guys, let's move on. Uh, that's Strix. I want to talk uh, a little bit now about our favorite place in the world. Nick, I think you spend every day there. Reddito. Reddit. Now, I'm a, I, I like, you know, we had our moments with Reddit where... Up in the air, there's a little bit of controversy. There's a little bit of like, Talons doesn't like Reddit. Uh, you know, you're caught up in the middle of that. Everybody in esports and design was caught up in that. You know, Reddit's been a key influencer and in kind of a lot of the information that gets to us from the community. And I know a lot of people on our in our company are like on that very much so daily. But I do think that it, you know, despite me not being a Reddit guy, I was never a Reddit guy before I came here. Yeah, and I'm probably not a Reddit guy now. I think there's a lot of funny – like, the most stuff that I hear is there's just funny stuff on there. There's, like, memes and just – it's basically like a meme location. Centralized memes. I like the uh, the Zen meme, the let the bodies hit the floor one was good. Hit the floor. There are a lot of weak memes on that subreddit, though. I will say that. There was a Victor one that I saw the other day that I liked a lot, that I resonated with. It was something about ranked. It was like – Oh, I'm 1v3ing. Surely my team is winning this fight. <laughs> That's where you're wrong, my That's boy. That's you're wrong, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple that I resonate with, for sure. And, uh, again, man, I want to talk about this skin. If you guys haven't seen it, it is good. Cunningham, what up, dude? Meme pool, I agree. I want to talk about this skin, this sun-kissed. Easy there's like scan. nine sunkissed concepts there is on the and front it's, page. it's trending right now and that's why i kind of wanted to talk about it first of all sunkissed <laughs> inara, inara yeah <laughs> if you haven't seen the inara one it's a meme off of the other ones bro that is awesome which by the way the other ones are insane sunkissed torvald he's just yoked and and by insane i mean they look good i'm actually gonna see if i can get the reddit app right now maybe that'll make browsing on it easier I would imagine that would be what an app would be for. Um, but as we we're actually bringing it up on the screen as well, which is great. Everyone's asking for Sunkiss Mako with a coconut bra. I don't know <laughs> how I feel about that. I might I might start to question my uh, my sexuality here. Sunkiss Nara. So if you guys want to follow along with us, we're gonna just be scrolling down Reddit and, and looking at a few things. I, I'm having the we have it on a big screen, and we're also we have it. Um, I actually I'm gonna skip the login for now. Who cares about that? And I have it on my phone, but Sunkissed. So first of all, the first one I want to talk about is Sunkissed um, Eevee, because this is a whole new look for Eevee, and I'm liking it. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably would. Now, the one, the most interesting part about this is not that the skin exists, 
but that some guy put the post up and said, if you do this skin, I'm going to pay you $1,000. I mean, that's the level of the he, the Hebo skin, Hebro. Uh, no, Poolsiden, sorry. Poolsiden. Um, and that's the level of Archon Thanatos. Yeah. For this skin. Uh, Well, skins cost a lot of money to make, probably more than 1000 People so. don't know that. I think people think skins are just like... To one guy. It's a lot of people involved, I think, in making a skin. So the reason, and I think a lot of people aren't, aren't really sure about this, um, is because what happens is skins don't have a direct, like, you know, we have the equipment. We have the, um, you know, we're not going out and buying, like, materials to make this skin, right? The cost of the skin is the time of the people that we're right. hiring. So w- when a skin says, oh, the skin costs $50,000, it means that we use people whose pay rates, whose pay grades are this much per day for this many days, and took them away from other projects to make right. this skin. So it's essentially like an investment in resources. Um, I didn't understand that at all before I came to this company. So I think a lot of people don't understand uh, kind of the money. They say the skin costs a lot. It's like, what do you mean the skin costs a lot? What am I? What are you actually paying for? Yeah. Sometimes we outsource certain. That's true. Parts of the the skin as well, so those cost money. Or, or you know, sometimes like an emote or something yeah. like that. So that actually does cost literal money. Um, but you know what's what's so funny is this Sunkiss theme. What do you think about bringing Sunkiss bolt? Sunkiss Dinara is just hilarious, dude. It's a rock with a rock's head and a nara like a fat Inara. And just, just, <laughs> see, Inara this is thick, Paladin's. Dude. This is Paladin's Reddit in a nutshell. It's really it's funny though. It is funny. That's that what I like about it. That is not it. a weak meme. That is not a weak meme at all. So is the, <laughs> <laughs> the chubby cheeks to the side, dude. Oh what is that God. rock face from? I don't know. That's an RS oh, face. I thought you knew it. No, that's an RS face for sure. But it's just changed. It's like added chubbiness. Just thickified. John yeah. Thick. Yeah, John Thick, dude. <laughs> By the way. But this sunk is Saris. Talk about the Saris now. Holy moly. Right out of an anime. That's super, super anime. <laughs> and she can't even see. She's going in. That's dangerous. She's going in the water. Yeah. No, no blind sight. Swim, blind swimmer, dude. Does anyone ever talk about how Saris can't see anything yet is like in a shooter? Does anyone ever talk about that? That's why she shoots big globs, dude. <laughs> she's like, I need to cover And her ultimate here. is to pull everyone together and so she, she knows exactly aim, where so you she's are. She's just like feeling it out like, oh, there it is. Uh, <laughs> just spamming it, trying to land. And then oh, she, poor girl. Poor girl. Same with Genos. He's almost there. He's got the mask on with little slits. We're going to have, like, we can make a blind team pretty dang soon. Almost. Like a barely visible, inaudible, and, in, you know, no, just not inaudible, but. Okay. You got Ying. The, the next you got death Barrick. champion, that's going to be one. Barrack doesn't have to play the game. Ying doesn't have to play the game. Who else can just automatically do their job? Leon, Saris, Leon, can Lex, you, um, by the Ying, Barrack. <laughs> You think Lex doesn't have to do his job? Come on, man. He's no, done. everyone – it would just be funny, right? Ying's auto-healing. Auto Barrack turrets are automatically fighting. Leon and Lex are just using their auto abilities. So – and I think this is really funny. Like, the other the other thing that – actually, that's really – That would be a funny challenge, though. The eyes-closed comp, right? Yeah. yeah. And you have to just – everyone – like, you would want to pick, like, Lex, or you would want to pick Leon, yep. or Saris, or Ying, yep. or Barrack, yep. and just go to work. That would be really interesting. That would be a funny – and Torvald? It would be really <laughs> just, funny. Yeah. Just like sound detection. I'm locking on to somebody. Echolocating somebody. I'm locking on to somebody. Leon might be okay there too. Yeah, Leon would be pretty nuts. He'd be okay for a little bit. Um, 
one of the as we see some great skins here. See, this is cool. So it's so weird. All these summer oh, concepts. Oh, with a bottle of sunblock gourd, bro. That's that's good. Are hitting Ying. It's crispy. I'm not hitting hitting Reddit, and it's like it's over. We actually had high res respond to the um to the EV one. I want to bring up that response so people. Not see. just Hires, but Thomas, the yeah, guy Thomas. who would be making that call. So he responded, and he said, basically, we, we don't currently have any more summer skins in production, but we'll definitely keep them in mind. I love seeing this art series develop and seeing different interpretations of our champions, similar to the modern clothing series that the community did. Really hope the artists go through the whole lineup. Now, the next comment after that was, there was Christmas in July, so summer in December. Hint, hint. Possible. Honestly, I think that's a good move. Yeah. I think it's a good move. It's a good excuse. It's a great excuse, and you know what? We might we might have to look and see. Uh, I think we're trying to look up the Torvald one. I think the the I think did that come through? Did you say it did? Yeah, yeah. I think we're it's on there. Torvald's a, a very good guy. He's been working out lately. You know, he's been around for a while. He's like, I'm done. I'm done sitting on my my booty, being the runic sage for what? What do I have to my name? Can Chat see this right now? Chat cannot see this. Um, but we can post what we can do is if there's any like thing that we really want to show chat or follow along, we can maybe post the link in the chat <clears throat> so they can just look at what we're looking at. Ooh, Anyways, I think it's great. And I think that community skins are a part of the kind of lineup here at high res. I think it's fun. I think, you know, I've done videos where the yeah, community, community Sarah been... skin shouldn't be too far off now. Yeah. The voting closed for that a while ago. That's what I'm saying, man. Should be close. Should be close, guys. It's pretty dang exciting. We let's post the Inara one in the chat if we can. I think that's my favorite. You guys can see that's the Inara meme right there, the uh, sunstone, sun kissed, and <laughs> kissed by the sun. It's so elegant. Oh my God, I love it. So Nick, um, I have this book in front of me. And I kind of want to talk about it. Let's do it. The life changing magic of. Can't read that word. Tidying up. Tidying up. How? Messy are you in general? I'm not that bad. You're not messy. My mom will disagree with that, but I don't think I'm that bad. In the grand scheme of things, like when I was in college living with roommates and stuff, I was always kind of the mom. I always definitely had the highest threshold for cleanliness. Probably that's because how I grew up. Right. Uh, was Everything was very neat always and forever. Dead made. In college, that was uh, – I was, I was definitely the first one to be like, all right, guys, we got to – clean up we gotta figure this out <laughs> we gotta figure this out got a couple problems here did you ever have the college problem of like you know sharing the same refrigerator and people take your stuff i lived with bit? primarily my little brother and my my best friends from like high school okay so who by consequence that i had con i had like one guy in particular i think you met him Austin. he lives in california now but i had basically lived with him for the majority of my high school childhood, I was at his house all the time type mm. of thing. So I I knew kind of what I was getting into. That was always my thing when I picked roommates. I wanted to know what I was getting into. But the way we did it, we all liked kind of the same stuff or didn't have any allergies or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we see the Torval come up as he's talking. Keep going. So we, shop, we shopped all together and basically all shared. Because, like, I didn't want to have to be like, it's my bread, Austin's peanut butter, Garrett's jelly, and yeah. Dom's, like, toaster, right? So I was like, we're all going to shop together. We just split the bill at the end. Everybody fucking eat everything and just enjoy it. See, that's a good call. But if you got a guy that eats three times more than everybody else, I mean, how's we that? We all ate out? a decent amount. And, I mean, there was some times where somebody would come home and, you know, Dom crushes, a box, crushes yeah. the box of cheese. It's right there and then that night. You know, there are that moments, but, like, you know, then we got 
sun chips or something. I don't know. We just you just deal with it, right? Yeah. We just deal with That's it. That's Everybody was cool enough to pull that off. That's classic college stuff right there. Yeah. It was always like eggs or milk for me. It was like my buddy would be like, Oh man, I haven't run to the store yet, bro. Can I get can I get some like right. milk on, you know, layaway and then basically hit you back up when I get you know, when I get the check, right? Yeah. And I was kinda cool with that. I'm more of a guy that I think I think that I like the approach of I'll buy my own stuff, so I know I'm always handled. Like, because to me, the worst situation is coming home, wanting to eat something that you've bought and yeah. it's being gone, or like wanting to have something and it's like not enough for you to have, and you're like, I'm a kill, I'm a kill somebody. <laughs> but I do, I. Yeah, we pulled it off. It was a good thing if you could pull it off. But there were a lot of people, like our friends, would come over, and you know, we talked about how we would do things at our spot, and not a lot of people. You need you need the right group of people to be able to pull off that strategy, and it was, I think, like once we all left, my little brother had like a couple of his not as close friends. Like we were all tight type right. of type of dudes, and then once we all left, Dom was the youngest. We were all in the same year, so we all graduated at the same time, and then he had to get three new roommates, and that system I don't think worked for them. So they had to basically switch off of that and do a new a whole new thing once uh, once he got new people in there. So it's definitely not something that's easy to pull off. Well, it's uh, it's not always that you get to be in like a shared space with people. Um, yeah, you know, but it's happening. And m- other parts of life, you start to grow, and you're like, oh, I got a girlfriend, moving in the same space. So no, no surprise. Guess who got me this book? Your girl. Oh, my girlfriend got me this book. You're right. You don't cool. seem like you're that you're that messy though. I'm not. Every time really... I've been to your spot, it's been you know. I know, and I've been tucked. Well, actually, what's interesting is that the the current the usual state is probably about. 40% more messy than that, I would say. But I I do – it's really easy for me to clean up kind of quickly and do the essentials to good, put a good appearance on um, because that's always what my dad – like our house, my dad is super clean. My mom is super not clean in terms of like she's cooking with her spirit. You know what I mean? So yeah. like basically all the dishes are – Null and void in terms of being. It's not gone. a part of the spirit. Yeah, it's not part of the spirit here. Uh, and so she just finishes the meal, and then my dad's like, "The kitchen's a mess, right? This meal's amazing, but the kitchen is a mess." And so that's always the dichotomy with them. But whenever somebody would come over, it would be like, "My dad just spends the three hours cleaning, you know, and cleans everything, gets it spotless." My mom's like, "Relax, like it's not a big deal. It's just your brother or something like that." Yeah. But he he would go. Bro, off. I feel that. So that's, that's what I yeah. do. I I realize I picked that up, and I'm just like. And everyone's gonna come over. I just, I gotta leave like a you know a certain amount of time and get it clean. Right. But this book is all about tidying up. It's the Japanese art of decluttering and organizing by this girl Marie Kondo, and she has this thing called the, um, it's the Kone Mari method. So her name is Marie Kondo. So it's her last name, Kone, and the Mari sure. method. Um. So basically, it's like a lot of people. I think here's the here's the general gist. I haven't read it yet, but here's the general gist that like you go ahead and a lot of people organize by um, location, okay? Like my bedroom is messy, my kitchen is messy, my closet is messy. I need to clean it, and that is eventually just keeps um, leading to those places being cluttered yet again. A lot of the book talks about closing thing, uh, throwing things out very, very much so, but also the big thing is by category, so. I guess what she's saying is cleaning up not by your bedroom, but by clothing, 
right, in general, all over the place. And the application of it creates to, and this is the other thing I really want to test, is that a clean space, living space, is kind of a clean mind, like a clean, you know, you don't have anything. Have you ever felt that, like, having a cluttered area around you is, like, kind of, like, distracting a little bit? Uh, Maybe to some degree, yeah. Like, my room in college would get a lot of papers and stuff and, like, some clothes on the floor type right. of thing. and. You step on, you start stepping on like a, little unsettled a Lego of. or something. Yeah, not that I had Legos with me in college, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I think like clean space is actually. I've noticed this when I clean and my space is really clean. There's a little bit of like a calmness I feel like when I'm in my my home than when clothes are here, dishes aren't washed. I feel like there's like these little things inside. It's of kind me. of like something hanging over your head. Exactly. It's like a little problem that you haven't. You know, you're gonna have to deal with eventually. But it's just taking energy in the back of your mind, or and you know, and you're just like, I gotta clean those dishes, but I'm ignoring it. Those things I think help. So I'm actually really looking forward to this. I uh, never pile things. Vertical storage is the key. The best way to store bags is in another bag. All these tips, dude. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Keep things out of the bath and the kitchen sink. I do that all the time. Kitchen sink gets full. That's like one of my worst feelings. Make the top shelf of the bookcase your personal shrine. Don't underestimate the noise of written information. Appreciate your possessions and gain strong allies. Gets a little bit more there. But I'm excited. And this this leads me to – oh, thanks, Mark Tuning. I appreciate it, man. Uh, this leads me to – I'm very curious about – WizDude, I always clean my room before attorney. You're 100% right. Dude, WizDude, I feel you, bro. Anybody in chat, anyone feel what I'm saying about this? I feel like this is like a thing with clutter that helps you to actually declutter your your mind. You just let go of stuff. How many times I had this expense report, dude, that I had to, I have been in my mind that I should do it every day for the past month. Yeah. Like that takes, that takes a little bit. Of, there's a little part of my brain that's saying you need to get that expense report done. Now it's free. It's flying. It's done. I got an email saying, you get, give us all the receipts for this. <laughs> so now I got it. There's a different thing <laughs> in my mind now. Uh, but yeah. You got to get this Manny. You got to get this Manny, man. So that's, that's a very interesting thing. Um, I want to take a little bit of a, of a sponsor break right now. Do a little bit of a sale. You ready to sell some things? I don't know. What are we selling? Whatever it is. Doesn't matter. I'll sell it. Sell me this You'll pen. You'll buy it. Sell me this pen. <laughs> Take my pen away. Evan, write your name down for me. Wait. I don't have. Boom. I got what you need. Hey, I'll buy it. What's the price? Three ninety nine. dollars Actually, that's, that's the good pen. This is what I want. So that's guys, the pen you really want. That pen, pen is not free 99 And if you now want to buy taste. Actually, the life-changing magic of tidying up. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's an audiobook as well. So if you want this book, or if you're interested in a book, what's the last book that you read? For leisure or for, like, school? For, for leisure, for fun. For leisure? Yeah. God, dude. I started to read... It is. Um, I started to read The Witcher. No. I, I didn't finish it, but I, that is the last... I started to read, I'm, like, a hundred and some odd pages in. So... The Witcher, I wonder if that – do you think that's an audiobook? We just looked it up. This Probably. is actually on Audible. So if you guys do want to grab this, um, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, this is – this. she's kind of been – put herself as the Japan's preeminent guru of tidiness, and it's a very short read, which I like. Those are those short reads, small text, small book, uh, kind of big text, small book, excuse me, and you just get value out of it. You read it in a day, and you're like – Dope. Found some tricks. Uh, this is available for free if you guys sign up for Audible right now, and that's available for free. Essentially, it's the biggest platform in the world uh, for audiobooks. It's owned by Amazon. It's 100% uh, connected with Twitch Prime and all that kind of stuff. So 
basically stay in the family if that's what it is. Exclamation point audible, and you can go ahead and sign up for free for a 30-day trial. If you don't like it, cancel. You don't have to pay any money. If you do like it, stick with it. Keep buying books. Either way, you get to keep the free one that you try. So it's an amazing deal. Uh, again, guys, exclamation Do you pay book by book or like a monthly thing? You only pay if you want books. If you want books, you can say, I want to sign up for a monthly thing. I'm on the, I'm on the two month, two books a month um, program. And I've been on that for three years in a row. So you just like, you keep collecting them two as you credits. go? So they basically work on like a credit system. So it's imagine if you're buying like credits for like a, a Paladins champion or something like that. And every champion that every time Paladins releases a new champion, so you have only 10 unlocked and there's 30, uh, every month you get an option to unlock two more, whichever ones you want. Gotcha. So certain books like Game of Thrones and like bigger 30-hour books are two credits. Mm -hmm. So that's be your book for the month. But it's 40 hours, 60 hours. Right. How much, can we see how like long that. the Game of Thrones book? I, I swear it's like an insane amount of hours. 33 hours. And there's they get longer. 37 hours. Uh, what's the third one? 47 hours, dude. And uh, I have listened to all of these. Are those – did those go like roughly season by season for like per book? Um, they go – you mean like uh, spring? Like book one is – book one is season one of the show uh, or is it like two seasons of the oh, show? Oh, no, no, no. It does but then towards the end it stops. It The show takes – does its own thing. Right. But season one is like roughly book one? Yeah, pretty oh. much. Um. Dude, I remember. I have you read those, Jameson? By the way, you read Game of Thrones. All right. You know, we when I read the first Game of Thrones, and it was through Audible. And this is again, it's not, this is just a real story. I was in bed. And I was listening to that moment that happens in book one, in season one, that everyone was like, "Oh, this is Game of Thrones," right? You know what I mean? Mm. Towards the end, and I was just like, I remember, I was like, oh, let me just get a chapter in before I go to bed. I'm loving this story right now. I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> like this dude is dope. He's about to. He's about to. And then, and then I, I, I remember listening to it, and there was a level of shock that I had that was like silent. Everyone's asleep. I'm listening to a headphones in my bed, about to turn to sleep, and I'm just like, and I have to listen to the next two chapters because I'm like, wait, that can't be what I just heard. That could not have happened. I don't even remember and what happened. And then the mofo switches one. to like two other like pref like uh, profiles. Like he starts talking about this person is like all the way across. I'm like, wait a second, go back to what just happened. Did that just really happen? And I stayed awake like that whole night, and I was like, "Oh dear God, yeah, that that moment. ah yeah." I was like, "Dear, that was season one." God, I cannot believe that this just <laughs> went down. It, it was pretty crazy, pretty revolutionary. And uh, again, if you guys are pretty excited about it, if you know anything about that actor, you know he had to go sooner or later. That's crazy. Though. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he dies in like some. It's something funny. Like seventy-five percent of the movies he in, he <laughs> really? dies. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. That's because he likes to do a lot of different projects. By the way. Um, so anyways, guys, if you want to support the podcast, thank you all for listening. Uh, you can subscribe with Twitch Prime, or you can definitely try out Audible for free. All you need is a, a working credit card to try it out, and then you don't pay until 30 days later after you've gotten your free book, your free listen, and you see if you like it. And if you don't, <laughs> cancel it up. Super easy. Helps out the podcast. Keeps this rolling. Um, and we're ready to do it. Who is John Hurt? John Hurt? Do you know that actor? No. Sean Bean versus John Hurt, who has died more times on screen. <laughs> That's a very, very funny. Oh, uh, that dude who, was in. Yeah, that I guy was in. Um, I feel like he was in a movie with Daniel Craig. Was he in one of the um, Dragon Tattoo movies? John Hurt. I wonder if he was. This being the geometric meme. Was he? 
I don't know. I love this. Hey, no problem, Liddy. Thank you for checking Audible, by the way. Well, Doctor... No, it would be after... Well, actually, I don't know what it would be. He's in Doctor Who. Snowpiercer. Where do I know him from the most? That's I've the big question. I've seen Snowpiercer. <laughs> I did see Snowpiercer, too. The train one? The train movie. Yeah, yeah the yeah, train yeah. movie with Chris... E- was Chris Evans in that? Uh, he was, I yeah. believe, yeah. An Englishman in New York. Oh, boy, too... Jeez, he's been in there for a while. Old. V for Vendetta. Okay. That's a big movie. That's a big movie that I know him from. <laughs> I love this. This is so great. Now the next step is they can they can see what we're looking at on screen. That's the next step. This is this podcast is jumping up. A little display cap. It's jumping up. It's jumping up, guys. It's going crazy. Um so Nick, we finally hit round two. Uh by the way, actually the other the other thing I want to show is if you want to support Nick, go into the giveaway, follow his Twitters, uh follow his tweets. Always YouTube's, which he never knows. I'm gonna stop plugging it because he never it's knows like, the actual it's, title. It's it's a it's a crazy link. Like it's not just like YouTube.com/slash/rainday. Like it doesn't take you to my thing. I don't know how to set that up. Maybe it's like YouTube has to do it. You probably do need a custom link, and I think you get that after a certain amount of views or Subbies. subscribers. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it's happens. like just like this crazy link. Okay, so. That was actually an interesting thing. There were a lot of things in – I think we're just talking about nonsense right now, which is okay, and I don't mind it. Um, there are, like, several interesting things. Did you think of something today, by the way, that you wanted to discuss? Uh, I didn't, no. Okay. So H3 and these guys, they do this thing called, like, Top of the Morning, and it's kind of like just random stuff going on. So the very interesting thing going on for me, I can't wait to watch Jake you Paul. You say Jake Paul. Oh, my God. And the H3 <laughs> podcast. So H3 – did Jake Paul on their podcast, and I did not watch it yet. They did him they, right there on the table? But there are already a couple of viral clips that have gone on about him lying to them on yeah. in the H3 podcast. And I just can't wait to watch this thing. I didn't realize how many I'm behind. I'm like three behind, so I actually have to catch up. There's like six hours of material I have to go through. But he he's he's kind of on the downtrend right now. What was so interesting is when they did that podcast, he was on the way to nine million. Logan Paul, his brother, had about ten million uh, something subscribers and was on his way in a video to congratulate his bro. He's like, already he already hit ten million. The Paul brothers taking over YouTube. Oh, is that a bad thing? No, that's a great thing. Logan Paul dab and whatever. And then the next day, he loses like I gotta say eighty five thousand subscribers like that day. Which yeah. is insane. That means he actually lost. He probably lost close to, I would say almost. I would. He has. He had to have lost like two hundred thousand subscribers, right? To be only negative because he's gaining so many still. Like it's not like his fan fans didn't stop subscribing to him. There's just that many more people who unsubbing. decided to unsub, and the reason was not actually this thing. Uh, but what was very interesting about it is it dropped him either below 10 million or he was not. He's, I don't think he's currently at 10 million right now. So he lost enough to where it was like, oh shit. And then the next day, I can't believe I just cussed. The next day, he has seven. He only is getting 7,000. The next day, he gained 8,000 subscribers, which is insane because this guy is on a track record it's not of, a gaining, big net of gaining like, I don't know, 50, 60,000 subscribers every single day. So to only gain seven and yeah. then eight means you are losing. That that happened to me recently. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens every time. It happens in the fall. A lot of people, um, but it also happens when bad things happen. And it's being able to identify that. So he had this fake drama with Phase, the Phase Clan, 
Are you aware of that? I did actually see that, yeah. Like FaZe Banks, and I guess yeah. he said that FaZe Banks assaulted his wife or something? It's like his assistant. His assistant, right. And then, uh, apparently, FaZe Banks did a video saying hey, he assaulted I watched him. it. I watched that video. I saw it, like, trending on Twitter, and I watched it because I was like, how is – the Face Clan, vi- like that's why I watch it because I was like, I know Face Clan. Like, how are they? How are what? they like? You know, having beef with each other right now? Right. But I found that odd. I mean, it just is going everywhere. I mean, everyone's getting a little piece of you know the the, the viralness. You know yeah. what I mean? Which is okay, and that's fine. YouTube algorithm supporting it. But I think it brings up this other question because basically, I think Face has been doing well. They've been having the better end of this. Everyone's kind of taking their side. Jake Paul's videos and like the video with his brother. Um, and what I noticed about Jake when he was in the actual podcast was he was, he was, he was true. He did a great thing in being truthful, I think in terms of trying to own up to as much as possible, but I think there's some stuff going behind him, like people running the show on team 10, like people editing all this stuff. Like, I feel like there's just stuff that he just can't really come out and say a lot. And I think that it's hurting his, his blend of who he is as a person and who he's putting out to the media which is like a common thing that I also ended up thinking about with Dr. Disrespect, who's the first guy that I've ever watched like that. And if you haven't seen Dr. Disrespect, he's a really funny Twitch streamer, but he just is, he acts the entire, entire Twitch stream. It is an yeah. act. He goes to acting. He's playing a character. He's literally acting. And as an actor, I thought, well, that would be really interesting because then there is no line of who I am in real life and who I am on my Twitch and YouTube streams. I want to get your thoughts on that um, and what your preference might be. Like, I just, what would your preference be? What do you think about that, the position it puts you in as you grow up? And, like, for me, I feel like I straddle the line of who my rain day personality is uh, on my YouTube channel, which is super bubbly and positive. And then the obvious side of it is that I maintain a lot of those qualities. Right, right. right. That's that's what I would say. Like, like I mean, because because we hang out obviously off off camera a lot. Right. And I wouldn't say that you're not who you are. It's just, and I, I'm almost the same way. Where uh, it's just a little bit less energy. I think putting in it. it's like saying all the meat and potatoes are still there. There's just a little bit like less sugar coating on top of certain things. Sure. But that's that's like that's streaming. You want to be a little bit more entertaining. You're supposed to put a little bit more energy to it. It's not that you're being fake. It's not being that you're not someone who you are. And that's what that's like what a lot of people do. It's just try to just be them on screen versus like having to play a cam a, a, a character rather. I don't know if I could do that because you, I feel like that much effort going into a stream, you want to probably be a full-time streamer yeah. and do that eight hours a day right. or more. in in a lot of guys case, um, I don't know if I could do that, you know, just for my, my three, four hour stream every night after work, after a full day's work to come home. We and did just, do that and just put it on. Yeah. We did do that though. Yeah, I mean, we did that for a time, right, with the Black Magic and Alfonso thing, and and people did have fun with that. That was yeah. That my thing though is that was the first thing I did every day. That wasn't the last thing I did after a full day's work and a and three to four hour cast. And I I don't know. Yeah, I mean these casts like, and I think you know maybe I don't know these cat these casts can be. I mean, it's brutal being under the light sometimes. Like, it's so much fun. When things are happening, and, and I think in a crowd, it's even. I mean, you really—that's. Oh yeah, fun, land's right? what I live for. Dude. And, but you know, when you're in a studio by yourself, and you know, still people are watching you. You're still on camera, but you know where you're at. It's very much made up to look like this certain way, and you're seeing the, the you know behind the curtain, so to speak. 
lights in your face, you're done, it's no breaks, really, barely little breaks, you know, you're just doing it. It's like, it could be definitely a grindy feeling. And when you get home, I mean, it is a lot of energy to go and say, all right, now I'm going to eat very quickly and then do another stream where right. lights are in my face. And another weird thing for me is like, that's never been the streamer that I go watch. I will always go watch Siegel or the best pro who's not necessarily has like the craziest show being put on. Right. And that's almost the way that I like because like on my stream, I find myself tuning out chat a lot. If I'm playing ranked, I am focused on winning the game and right. putting on putting out the best gameplay that I can for the right. chat because that's what I've always gone to seek Perfect. on Twitch. So it's it's almost a little bit more difficult for me to do that stream, I think. And like I, I would feel bad sacrificing from my gameplay to like be more entertaining. Can we can we hear audio? Can they hear the audio on the desktop? All right, I want to I want to play this uh, video. I've talked about this and referenced this a bunch with you, but I want to play this video called um, "What If Money Had No Object." It's on YouTube. Um, you can just search in there if you want. "What If Money Had No Object," uh, and it's basically yeah, was no object, and it's uh, Alan Watts. So um, you could do the. Uh, it's probably not the one that was five months ago that I really like, but still. Everyone, so basically the way with this YouTube video, everyone just kind of re-uploads it every few months and takes the same thing. You can go up a little bit, actually, and it's right, let's see, let's do the... Was it not the first one? No, I mean, the first one is just, it's Omleto uploading their own video to a, a free, um, free copyright-free lecture that Alan Watts has done. Yeah. So it's going to be the same event. It'll be different images, but they can't see it, so who cares? The images I really liked, though. Let's listen to this because let me let me tee this up real quick. So I'm going to tee this video up by just saying that this video, I think, actually changed my – I think it changed my life. And I think it's the reason why I am at YouTube in the, the way that I am right now because I think this video gave me the inspiration to start my journey in a very specific way. And it's a strategy, but I think it's a strategy that works really well and also goes into a bigger path of like not everyone is Dr. Disrespect. Not everyone's rain day. Not everyone's pretty hair. Right. Those guys need to do what works for those guys. And that audience will be built off of them doing what they like, what they enjoy. What they like watching and consuming and doing is what other people will as well. Right. So um, let's listen to this real quick. What if money was no object by Alan Watts? What makes you itch? What sort of a situation would you like? Let's suppose I do this often in vocational guidance of students. They come to me and say, well, uh, we're getting out of college and we haven't the faintest idea what we want to do. So I always ask the question, what would you like to do if money were no object? What, how would you really enjoy spending your life? Well, it's so amazing as a result of our kind of educational system, crowds of students say, well, we'd like to be painters, we'd like to be poets, we'd like to be writers, but as everybody knows, you can't earn any money that way. Or another person says, well, I'd like to live an out-of-doors life and ride horses. I say, do you want to teach in a riding school? Uh, let's go through with it. What do you want to do? When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that. And uh, forget the money, uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. 
You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. And after all, if you do really like what you're doing, it doesn't matter what it is, you can eventually turn it, uh, you could eventually become a master of it. The only way to become a master of something is to be really with it. And then you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. So uh, don't, don't worry too much. Uh, that's, uh, everybody's, uh, somebody's interested in everything. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others in. But it's absolutely stupid spend your time doing things you don't like in order to go on spending things you don't like and doing things you don't like and to teach your children to follow in the same track. See, what we're doing is we're bringing up children and educating them to live the same sort of lives we're living in order that they may justify themselves and find satisfaction in life by bringing up their children to bring up their children to do the same thing so it's all wretch and no vomit. It never gets there. And so, therefore, it's so important to consider this question, what do I desire? So, first time listening to that, right? Um, or have you heard that one I think before? you told me to listen to that before. I did. I don't know if you ever actually caught it. Yeah, I think I've, I've heard that before. But it's the... I mean, I think these are great ideas, and I think this this goes straight into content creation. I mean, you do what you love, and I think you're more likely to be energized to do it, right? If you're doing right. something like, if you're not into being Dr. Disrespect, and you go home and you're thinking, it's like, I'm going to do this for viewers, but you're not really into it, I mean, that's not going to last very long, and you're going to hurt yourself. But, you know, if Nick's being interested in being Nick, being that guy who's kind of silent, but then really amped at a certain time, but all focused on gameplay... There are a lot of people who are just like you who watch that same thing, who want that same right. thing. And I think that's like the biggest key. A lot of people ask me, yo, Randy, how do I do this? How do I get to this place in YouTube? What do I, what videos do I make? And it's just like, man, you need to do you to the fullest because whatever you're interested in, whoever you are, there are other people who are interested in that. If you become a master at what you do, you could charge a good fee. If you are the best guy at something in the world, you shouldn't have any money problems, essentially. Yeah. Because there are going to be enough people who want your service. Uh, so to me, it totally changed it around because it was, it was this kind of real eye-opening conversation of like, I can't make Conquest games. I don't have enough time to record a Conquest game live and lose and have to <laughs> Right? So I was like, I'm stuck. But I am great at Arena. I'm awesome at it. I know everything about Arena. And guess what? Nobody covers it. Because everyone thinks Arena's a joke. But I don't. Yeah. So I'm only going to make Arena videos. And I only made Arena videos. And that is the entirety of the beginning and the foundation of, of my channel. That's dope. So pretty much that was the idea that really made it feel secure. That like, you know what? I'm going to do Arena. And that is it. I'll be that guy. And I, I remember I even told you the story. I remember the one Reddit post really showed it. They were saying, what are the best my YouTubers? And there was a Reddit page you could scroll down three times. Every single person. You want these complex guides. You want conquest jungling tips. You want pros to watch. You want this and that. Every under every category, eight, ten guys are listed. You want arena gameplay. The only guy, Randy. 
And to me, that was a lot easier of a way to get a foothold in a community because, Definitely. you know, my idea is if I get 400 guys who love me, they'll follow me anywhere. I'll take those 400 guys, and that's a solid view count, and we'll move from there. They'll tell their friends that we can grow. I'd rather have a committed, strong fan base. Yeah. You know. Anyways, I thought it was a very, very cool uh, video. So hopefully those who are listening were uh, very, very uh, exciting about it. I've seen a couple of the chat here. Yeah. I mean, that can almost be said for, for everybody here in this little esports department. Everyone's kind of chasing. We don't know where esports is going to go necessarily, but we're all here because we love it, right. and everybody's here because they want to be, and I think everyone puts out a better product because this is what they want to do. And that's like, I, I can almost say that for everybody at hires. I don't know anyone at hires that's miserable doing what they're doing. No one's here because they're forced to be here. Everyone's right. there because this is their passion. That's the best way to be, guys. I uh, I think living life by passion, not the easiest thing to do sometimes. The world definitely comes through and and throws some real-world stuff at you. That's you yeah. It's hard to be passionate about student loans. It's hard to be passionate <laughs> about, uh, you know, late, Late late rent payments, you know, uh, car problems and all that stuff. Um, but it comes. It's a delay. I honestly think that that work that you put in, it shows up later. And I think that if you look at it to show up now, kind of biting yourself in your own in the in the foot, so to speak, because it doesn't show up now. It right. shows up down the line. But you got to keep doing it now when it's not showing up for it to show up later. That's the big. That's the biggest difficulty. Right. The long-term investment. The long-term investment, guys. Um, still looking to competitive arena matches, John. John, I don't know when that's going to be happening for sure. <laughs> uh, they used but, to have ranked arena, and it was awful. You know, I did play a little bit the of that. The best part about arena is that it's a bloodbath. That's right. And everybody just wants to kill each other. That's true. It, did, it's, it did it's throw the, it. The end score is not eight kills to nine kills. That's right. That is the best part about arena. I did, arena, I did an arena tournament once. It was kind of fun. I'm actually curious if you guys would want to see any more turn. I don't even know what our. I would structure like. an arena tournament like to be the most frags or something. You really? have, you win by killing the more most people. It was interesting. I did an arena tournament on my channel. I did a um, um, clash tournament. They were both fun, just yeah. in different ways. It's just interesting because I mean, basically, the people who are signing up for that arena tournament aren't weekend and uh, you know, cyclone spin. You're not. You're not having like guys who yeah. are playing at the pro level like I need to win and there's thousands of dollars on the line. They're gonna win like four hundred crystals. They're trying to frag. They're trying to look good. They want to <laughs> make plays. Yeah. So it was it was still fun. Like yeah. everybody was still fragging. It was just like a little bit more organized. And you saw the draft and the team comps. It was fun. There's. I'm not gonna go into it. I'm not gonna. This is not the ranked arena <laughs> blast right now. <laughs> um, I could host tournaments. I used to. That's actually how one of the reasons why I got hi hired at high res because I had a little bit of a. That Clash tournament was something that, like, Adam could look at. Uh, APC used to run the esports here and, like, see that I knew how to cast. So, anyways, good thing to do if you guys are looking for casters. Always on the horizon. Run your own tournaments. Do your own things. Yeah. It's, and I we mean, give, like, people crystals to do that type of stuff. Like, we'll give you the prizing to run those tournaments. Easy. So, make sure you guys definitely involve yourselves. Um, I want to give a, another big shout-out to the sponsors one more time, guys. And, again, if you're just joining... Twitch Prime, if you want to subscribe here, if you want to subscribe to Nick's channel, High Res Pretty Hair, um, if you want to stay tuned with us, leave us both a follow. And, of course, uh, in terms of the podcast, make sure you, um, I believe it's Save the Playlist or whatever it is in iTunes. Go to it. Make sure that you've got it bookmarked so that when new episodes come up, you're able to listen to them. This is a great thing to listen to when you're driving away. And, again, so are audiobooks when you're driving away. Two great options. So if you want to support either by downloading the podcast 
or by downloading uh, a free book on Audible using the exclamation Audible in the link below in chat. Um, that would be very, very helpful to everybody. And uh, we can kind of move on with uh, everybody listening to the right things. I'm tired of people listening to the wrong things. Like, what do you mean? Not let's make things interesting? Yeah, not let's make things. Like, let's make things boring, which is 99% of the stuff <laughs> The worst podcast. Ugh, I hate those guys. Pretty day and you rain wanna hair. Do, do you want to do like a pretty day and rain hair, let's make things boring parody podcast <laughs> once and see how it works we should do yeah we should do more we got to do more goofy stuff i want to do goofy it's stuff. been i mean the realm was so much fun to do and we started filming that second episode <laughs> back when shaolin came out dude and the guy that was Saw playing man, shaolin's man. you know like alter ego realm ego or whatever you know we had alfonso we had black magic <laughs> and we had uh the guy that was playing shaolin isn't actually here anymore that's how long ago it was who was that? it was justin remember that justin morris Oh my he god. He was playing Shaolin. Holy moly. Or Shaolin's. What, what, I, don't Aww, what, I don't remember what we called him. I don't know if it Maddie was. Maddie is uh, Kinesa. Yeah. Alyssa's Cassie. Alyssa's Cassie. There's Alyssa and Justin fighting over what bow is better with Cassie and Shaolin. Cret needs to join in as like Buck, whereas uh, his suit, his <laughs> With that white suit, suit, yeah. yeah. Who would Garrett be? I feel like this is another podcast. Maybe Torvald. We, we can put everybody as Paladin's characters in the office. I think it is. Garrett doesn't have like a one to one. He doesn't. He doesn't yet. No. In Paladins, he doesn't. But he, he's probably gonna get one, guys. Um, well, that's it for today. Uh, we're gonna do a, a weekly session again, so we're gonna make sure to keep bringing up cool topics. Um, I will hopefully we'll hopefully bring our computers as well, so we can kind of scroll and find fun stuff, and we might be able to get it so you guys can see what we are watching about, not what we are watching um, it, on our screens here, so that everyone can be on the same page. Again, Nick. Thanks for coming through. Absolutely. Anything you want to shout out? What's going on with you this week? People can catch you. Uh, the PGS finals all this week, guys. That's right. Of course. It's going to be Europe today in about 50, 49 minutes. So make sure you're tuning in there. All the big names. WSD. Again. This is this is the big one for me. How does Europe bounce back after what happened at DreamHack to all of them with all the new roster changes? Is WSD going to come out on top of everyone at the end of the day? Where's Thiel playing? They were number three, right. Where's I think Thiel is actually roster locked to WSD for this phase of PGS. Okay. So that's probably where he'll be, but Europe is definitely the finals I'm looking forward to the most. I saw, uh, just to preface that very quick, one of the ESL plays that was so hype, Ash jumps up into her ultimate assert dominance while she's midair, Bugsy on Torvald, hyperbeams her off the map. Oh, yeah. Just up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they get the payload push. It was insane. I loved it. So hopefully some cool picks, some interesting picks. Um, but again, you're streaming every night? Pretty much, yep. 8 to midnight, 9 to midnight on Tuesday, Thursday. So I, I normally tweet, but it's around 8 or 9 p.m. Cool. is when I start. And again, I'm, I'm doing rank tonight. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll be playing a little bit. I'm, I'm back on my daily video grind. So make sure you guys stay tuned to the channel. If you want to catch me on YouTube, you can find all that stuff below. Um, thank you guys so much for stopping by. Again, thank you to our sponsors, Audible. And, of course, download the podcast so you can listen to it mobily. If you're already doing that, I love you. Thank you. Tell your friends. Just bring, bring one more. And you change the world. Alan Watts. Hashtag inspiration. That's it, guys, for me. My name is Randy. It's been High Rise Pretty Hair. This is Let's Make Things Interesting. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. And as always, my friends, remember to never give up, never stop gaming. And we'll see you all in the realm.